the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored. Right now, author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And here he is, Larry Rosenthal himself, here in studio with us as he is every Saturday morning. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris. And how are you today? Well, how about those caps, huh? Hey, yes. (laughs) Rock the red, baby. Huh? How exciting is this? That is neat stuff. Yeah, Yeah, bringing home a championship to D.C. again. You know, yeah. so very exciting, very exciting. Yeah, a lot of Cavs fans are happy campers today, for sure. Yes, and and I love to see everybody on the bandwagon. You know, who who's kind of a, a on the fringe hockey fan. I was at a, a graduation party yesterday, and uh, people were talking all about it, and people were asking, "Well, what's the definition of icing, and what's a two line <laughs> pass, and everything like that?" And Nothing it was just like a winner. Fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just wonderful. So, congrats to the Caps. Yeah. Looking forward to the parade one day. Oh, that'll be uh, neat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal's show here. As we start off each week with a little bit on what happened in the markets, the economy, and things like that. And basically, for the last several weeks, hey, different week, same story, press on. There you go. Markets are waiting to see what happens here uh, this, this week here at the G7 meeting, how things come out. And, boy, I tell you, all the rumors flying back and forth, this person looked at that person weird, that person shook that person's <laughs> hand, and the markets are bouncing all around about it all, and blah, 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 so so forth and so on. But, you know, at the end of the day, we're still looking to see what the, tra- the tariff scenario is going to be as well as interest rates. And, and again, I think it's going to end up being a Swiss cheese wall of tariffs. You know, this product gets a deal, that con- country gets a deal, you know, boom, boom, boom. And that's what it is. It's trying to, to relevel it all out. And uh, So does it mean something if you wear a red tie versus a blue tie? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Anyway, anyway. But the good news is, you know, hey, the so National Federation of Independent Businesses just came out with a survey the other day, seven out of eight small businesses, 88% of small businesses in the United States uh, in, in early May this year reported saying that they were having difficulties finding a qualified candidate for a job opening. How great is that? There's lots of jobs available out there, you know, and uh, that's what we all want, right? 
you know, at, yeah, at the absolutely. same time, we, we, need to, we need to keep the economy sort of a Goldilocks economy, not too soft, not too overheated, with too much inflation and interest rates skyrocketing, but just right. And right now it seems to be just right. And the problems we have are the right kind. Like yes, you said. Yeah. that is correct. That is correct. Ex- expanding a very strong economy. I was listening to some predictions this, this past week. And, boy, everybody's all over the map on what GDP is going to look like at the end of this quarter here, at the end of June, which is fast approaching. But, uh, you know, any, anywhere from 2 to, to over 4% is some of the predictions that are coming in, which is just, you know, that's a wide, wide spread. But at the same time, everybody, a lot of people are very optimistic. So we'll, we'll wait and see what happens there. Uh, some, some interesting news, too, by the Tax Policy Center that, that just came out. An estimated 45% of all taxes that are going to be filed in 2018 are legally going to pay zero federal income tax. So 45% of them all. And, 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 and you know, that's legally. So gives you an idea of, 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 of all of that. Can so. you tell me how I can figure that out for myself? I'd love to be able yeah, to do that. I don't know, Chris. I don't know. you got to talk to a CPA for that. Oh, so. darn. Okay. So, uh, but, hey, you know, uh, again, we start the show off with the markets, the economy. Give us a ring if you have questions on the markets, the economy. The markets are, are just floating up and down. This year, you know, sideways a little bit. They're up a, a couple percentage points right now. And, and uh, w- again, we're going to have to wait and see. Wall Street needs clarity of direction and everything. So we're going to have to wait and see what happens with the tariffs, the G7 stuff. And then, of course, we'll be rolling into another earnings season in, in the beginning of July, which is just a few weeks away. So let's open up the phone lines. Give us a call this morning with any subject matter that you might have on your mind at all. 855-ROSE-123. That's 855 855- Seven six seven three one two three. Bring us in what your key points are on the economy, your concerns, you know, uh, what what might be going on in your 401k plans. 855-ROSE-123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment with more of your Making Money Sense. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Have you ever wanted to be part of something big? Nonprofit organization called SARS Children Africa. Do you want to be a part of something that changes a child's life? Orphans who are high school age who would not have a chance to get education otherwise. Now you can be part of something that brings hope. What we do is we actually pay for the school fees. For about the cost of a new suit, you can change an orphan's future for a whole year. We pay for the school fees, and that averages around $500 to $550 a year total. That means food, lodging, the teaching, the education part, the the uniform, that whole thing. Call now, 703-201-2494, or go to starschildrenafrica.org. For a dollar and a half a day, one child would be educated for that year in high school. 703-201-2494. Call right now. For $500 a year, you can change an orphan's life. 703-201-2494. For more information about how Larry and his team can help you, go to LarryRosenthal.com.
You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's a phone number for you, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, to talk to Larry Rosenthal, our financial and retirement expert here in studio. Have some fine, uh, some phone lines available for you right now, in fact, so give us a call, 855-767-3123. Larry. So, Chris, we're going to dive into a subject today. That I like came- to dive. There you go. We're going to dive, take a deep, deep dive All into right. a subject that, that hit the press the first time since 1982 this year, and it's about Social Security. So here we go. I'm going to try and break this down for everybody. First of all, let's just start off with some statistics. This is by uh, EBRI, Employee Benefit Research Institute. And 21% of retirees currently receiving Social Security didn't begin taking it until at least age 66. 45% of retirees began taking their Social Security at age 62. So still to this day right now, the, the most popular age to take Social Security is as soon as it begins. Okay, so let's break this down and let's talk about taking Social Security at age 62 taking it at your normal retirement age, and we'll use 66 for that as an example because it's 65 to 67, okay? And then the third thing is, wait, don't take it until you're 70, okay? So let's break this down here, sort of rip it apart so we can all get a good good vision on what it looks like in your household because if, if, if the Smiths down the street are taking Social Security at 62, but you think it's best for you to wait until you're 70 to take it, well, you need to prove it all out, okay? So, again, 65%, I'm sorry, 45% of people take Social Security in, 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 uh, at age 62 at the earliest time. So one of the scenarios is if you're needing, if, if you're not working and you're 62, and you say, wait a minute, I want to wait and take Social Security till I'm 70 because I'll get the most at that point. And that's exactly correct. But will you have the most money? Because if you're 62 and you're retired and you start taking Social and you don't take Social Security, but you need to pull money out of your savings or your investments from time to time to live off of or to maybe pick up Christmas money or vacation or whatever it is like that, why are you spending down your own principal of your savings and investments and allowing the government to keep your Social Security money until you're age 70? Then you have to drop on top of that. What is your break-even point? Break-even point between taking money from at Social Security at age 60 versus waiting to age 70 is in your early 80s. What is your health? What is what is your health and, and your 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 situation going to be like when you're 81, 82 years old? So so that's part of the formula, and then you put the same thing in at age 66 or whatever your normal retirement age is between 65 and 67. But if you're working in that time frame somewhere in there, you could be in danger of having to pay some of that back, right, if you're taking too much? Or... Correct. I said if you're, if you're not working at age yeah, 62. Yeah. So if you are working at age 62, between age 62 and your normal retirement age, again, whether it's 65, 66, 67, if you make more than than uh, right around seventeen thousand uh, okay. dollars, then you have to start paying some of it back. So at that point, it might not be best to do that. But remember, once you hit your normal retirement age, sixty-five to sixty-seven, depending on when you were born, 
you can you can still continue to work and receive Social Security and not have to pay anything back. Oh, nice. So, so my point is here is the first thing you need to do is in your financial plan really address the question, when are we going to take Social Security? Because the, the, the triggering, the taking of Social Security is one of your – actually, it is one of your largest financial decisions that you're ever going to make. Because I've, I've run out these programs so many times with clients over the years, they're saying, oh, no, we want to wait till we're 70 to take Social Security because we'll get more. Well, I get that and understand that. And we run out the financial plan, and maybe they're 62 or 65 or 67 or whatever it is, and it shows them having to dip into their own savings in retirement to, uh, to live off of. And then I say, well, what happens if we just take Social Security now at 66 or whatever age it is, and they don't have to dip into their own money at all? And they're like, well, gee, we, we, we get to keep our own principal, and we can pass that on to our heirs or charities, right? You can't pass on Social Security. That's exactly correct. Uh, yeah. So that's the scenario right there. So that's the first thing that we want to talk about today. It's almost a cash flow scenario. Is how much? You it's could... all about the cash flow. That's yeah. correct. So, so that's the first thing that we want to sort of set set aside today on the table, talking about Social Security, because you have to make the decision on when you're going to take Social Security and how you're going to take it. Okay, and then the next scenario is this, which is which is kind of what 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 hit the press this this past week, which is what I want to talk about. But before we get into that, I want to give you some numbers. I want to talk about some numbers real quick. And Chris, if if I gave you a a, a dollar every second, okay, um, how long would it take for you to get a million dollars? A million seconds? Nope. uh, Nope, not (laughs) at all. You said a dollar a second, did you not? I gave you a dollar a second. Well, yeah, what's a million seconds? Anyway, (laughs) so it's about 11. 11. Okay, so then if I gave you a dollar every second, how long would it take you to get to a trillion dollars? Are we talking just you're handing one to me every second? I'm just going to give you $1 every second. Well, it's how a, long, a how trillion long would, seconds. <laughs> how long would it take? It takes you 31,000 years. Okay, well, that's, yeah. Okay, that's so I want to just, because people people get lost when we get into hundreds of thousands and then oh, millions yeah. and then billions and then trillions. You ever seen a trillion dollars? No. How big is a trillion dollars? I don't think anybody can wrap their head around that. It's huge. So that, I wanted to paint the picture there. So so when you stop and you take a look at the, the 2018 federal budget, okay, 24% of the money is mandated to be spent in Social Security. That's $984 billion. 26% is mandated in Medicare and Medicaid, which is a little over a trillion dollars. So 50% of mandatory spending is going to Social Security and Medicaid and Medicare, okay? So now this past week in the press, they came out, well, not the press came out, the press reported it and said, you know, we, we've basically spent, you know, so, so think about this here. We have a choice on when to take Social Security and how it's going to impact our retirement cash flow. We know the government has a deficit, correct? We know that Social Security is funded through what? Through our tax dollars. So the government came out this week, and for the first time since 1982, 
said, hey, you know what? It looks like we need to dip into the Social Security Trust Fund to pay the program this year. In other words, there's not enough money in there. Okay, so how do we interpret this warning? How long is Social Security going to last? Well, right now, under this, under the current scenario, Social Security is going to stay in, 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 in check until 2034. So people go, oh, that's not a big deal. Well, you know what? It is. It's not that far down the road if you stop and think about it, okay? It's really not when, when, you're, when you're talking about this type of a program, unless something is done. How do we shore up Social Security? What do we do? How is it going to impact your retirement scenario? So now let's take a look at breaking down demographics. And all of this stuff goes into a financial plan. Let's suppose you're 40 today or you're 50 today or you're 60 today or you're 70 today, right? So where are the most votes in the land? Where's the largest population of people? Because if if Congress and a sitting president doesn't do anything by 2034, then it's estimated that everybody on Social Security is going to have to take a 23% cut of their benefits. Ouch in order to keep the program going. So stop and think about this. If there's, you know, 10,000 people, as an example, on Social Security, but there's only 5,000 people working, they're probably going to tax the workers more because there's more votes of people taking Social Security, correct? It's true, actually. If you flip it around, it's going to come down to the votes, right? So this slippery slope that we're on right now is – You know, when is somebody going to step up and say, hey, we need to sure this up? And there's great debate. How do you go about doing this? So stop and think about different different levers. You know, if you pull on one lever, you know, you can raise taxes. If you pull on another lever, you can wait, raise the Social Security wage base. If you pull on another lever, you can cut benefits. All different scenarios there. Well, if we don't do something, we're passing something along to our next generation is what we're doing. And we're done passing it on because if we don't do something, then we're going to start taking cuts. This is the next generation in 2034, Chris. That's true. Yeah, exactly. But I was just saying you'd you'd end up taxing a little bit higher in the next generation of uh, individuals as things come along. Correct. I think, think, you know, what they've talked in the past about having a firewall where if you were you know, if, if you're a certain age, nothing's going to change. If you are under that age, then, then you know, hey, they're going to take a look at, at uh, you know, reducing your benefit, you know. I mean, if you look at the cost of Medicare right now, if you look at, at how people are paying their Medicare premiums, it's based off of your tax return two years ago based off of how that, that, that dictates how much monthly premium they take out of your Social Security check. In other words, it's starting to become means-tested. If you're making too much money by the government's definition of too much money, you're going to simply pay more. That program's already in place in Medicare. Wow. Perhaps somewhere down the road, this could be, and I'm just, just you know, guessing here, but my point is that we have a, a, a small revenue problem to continue the Social Security programs here down the road. It's going to have to make some changes. Now, all along the way, it's made changes. You know, right now you pay tax on up to 85% of your Social Security income. You're not taxed at 85%, but up to 85% of your Social Security check 
is taxed depending on if you make more than you know forty four or forty six thousand dollars a year somewhere in that ballpark so that's become means tested from a tax standpoint already so so they they've been chipping away at this over time you know they 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 continue to raise the social security wage base so there's there's a handful of different scenarios that they can use to, to and, and maybe they end up doing a, a combination of several different things. They they maybe they raise taxes. Maybe they they give you the opportunity to take Social Security at age 61, but give you a substantially reduced benefit. Okay, uh, maybe maybe they they cut benefits. Maybe they raise the Social Security wage base. Maybe they do, you know, several other items with it all. But my point is that this is all coming right smack in the middle of the baby boomers' retirement years in 2034. When you take a look at the demographics of everybody, because right now we have 10,000 people a day turning 70 and a half years old. Why 70 and a half? Because people look at that number because that's when you have to start taking your required minimum distributions out for your retirement plans. So we have we have 10,000 people a day on average turning 70 and a half, and that's going to happen for another 23 years. So that gives you a, a, a glimpse into the demographics of how this is going to play out. And remember, they just changed how they're going to compute cost of living. It used to be based off, we talked about this last week, it used to be based off of CPI, you know, consumer price index. Now it's going to be based off of chained CPI, which basically, and I'm going to get into the formula again, but basically it lowers the amount of inflation that they say, quote unquote, is in the system. So therefore they can give you less of a raise, which gives you less money in your social security check down the road. So my point is this is keep an eye on this because this is very important. You know, this slipped out the other day. It's very, very important. Um, when, when you take a look at the, the two main demographics that we have dealing with us right now, we have the baby boomers, which are about 78 million in size. Then we got the Generation Xers and Ys and all that stuff. But then we have the millennials, which is about uh, 82, 81 million in size. So we have two massive mountain peaks of demographics here aging through the system. And it's going to be very interesting to see how this stuff plays out when a, when a sitting Congress, you know, and, and, and the government usually reacts in, in the last minute, right, Chris? Yeah. So, so my point is get ahead of this curve. Start drilling down in your financial plans. Talk to your financial advisor. If you're not working with one, give us a call. We will run these Social Security projections for you. Go to ssa.gov and, and, and register and pull down your benefits and see exactly what it looks like, what you're going to be getting down the road. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can borrow for everything that you want in this country. If you want a new patio furniture for your deck, you can borrow for that. If you want a vacation, you can borrow for that. College, you can borrow for that. A home, a car, you can borrow for these things. You cannot borrow for retirement. So the sooner you get the knowledge and, 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 and put a clear light on what your retirement cash flow looks like, the, the, the better off you're going to be. So, quick, quick question for you on that uh, chain CPI. Is it, is yep. it kind of, if, if you were to kind of explain it like this, tell me if this is the right, I'm tra- this is how I'm understanding it. It's almost like you're getting a cut based on inflation over time. Is that a fair way to say? Or, or the other way around, you could get a slight raise if inflation is really, really low. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? 
No. So so if inflation, no, 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 no. So 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 you have consumer price index. Let's suppose that 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 number says inflation was three percent, just to make up a number. Okay. The chained CPI index will probably come in and say, hey, it's two and a half. Oh, I see. That's a difference. It's just a different way that they do the formula. Instead of doing an update every two years, they're doing an update based off of current consumption every month. In other words, if the price of beef goes up, okay, for whatever reason, the consumer is going to start buying more chicken. They're going to go, ah, the price of beef is too high. I'm going to buy more chicken or fish. And so then all of a sudden, based off of the demand and the consumption of chicken in this example – that gets put into the formula, and the price is low. Then one day, as the price of chicken moves up, because people are eating more and more chicken, mm-hmm. the price of beef drops. Then people switch over and get higher demand on beef. That goes into the formula then. I so it, it ends up balancing it out to be a little bit lower. Got so, it, got hey, you know, I, I talked a lot here and, 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 and took up a lot of time on the show. Uh, let's. I, I see we've got to uh, open up the lines here and give, give some people a chance to call in. Chime in. Give us a call. Let me hear what your questions are regarding Social Security, regarding how important it is. Have you sat down and really analyzed what your Social Security benefit's going to be and how that plays into your overall retirement strategy? So many people are, are wanting to get out of the workforce, and I don't blame them at all, you know, as soon as they can. You know, maybe you retire at 60, and then you start your Social Security at 62. Maybe you're 64, and you're just fed up with it. What does your Social Security look like today, or do you have to wait a year and a half to get your full benefit? Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. 855-767-3123. You'll listen to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'll be back in a moment. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your loan first pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage. 571-490-7117. 571-490-7117. Troy Turo and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You're listening to The Larry Rosenthal Show. You are listening. 
listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, here's a phone number for you, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. We're talking a lot about Social Security, Larry, and I, I had a question for you that came up uh, actually in our family this last week. Surviving spouse in- issues when it comes to Social Security. Sometimes there's a, I understand there's a benefit there that uh, could be better than your own Social Security, and there's some decisions that need to be made. Can you kind of explain that? Sure. They just need to contact their local Social Security office and, and go down there, and they're going to get the better of the, the higher of the two, basically. Um, and then what does that do to your own? It just stays in abeyance, or you can still get it later, or you just stay the well, higher depen- of the two? It depends the on the age of the people, if there's any dependent children in the, in, in the family. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that question. But, you know, was, was the person who, who passed, were they uh, fully retired on Social Security? Did yeah, they yeah, meet, yeah, yeah. Did they meet their normal retirement age? They did. How long have they been married? Yeah. What's the age of the spouse? Depends, right. Yep, got it. You know, so, yeah, so... Uh, they, they, they can get a benefit, definitely. And if one of them is higher, that may be a that may be a good choice to go. Yeah, with. they'll end up taking that benefit. Sure, absolutely. But it is something you need to sit down and talk about and, and understand with a financial planner because those things are really important when it comes to having the most you can get. They yeah. are. You know, when we run a financial plan with clients, Chris, the the for, first of all, a lot of a lot of advisors they they just run the financial plan, they run it all the way out. We do that too. You know, by all the way out, I mean age 90, 93, that kind of stuff. We do that too, but we also run a lot of plans where we'll say, okay, you know, well, what happens if one spouse dies, you know, early? And then flip it around. What happens if the other spouse dies early? You know, and taking a look at that, especially if there's pensions involved and things like that. So, so you really want to, you know, you, when you can get really deep in the weeds when you're doing a lot of planning with it, with this kind of stuff. So, and that's one of the things too. If you go visit my website, LarryRosenthal.com, which by the way, we're just right around the corner from getting launched a brand new website. Uh, so, so uh, we're 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 again doing some final edits on it here, and uh, should be should be out. Pretty soon. We should have a website party, I think. Yeah, there you go. A website party. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Having a CAPS party would be a little bit better, uh, right? Yeah, I'm there. I'm there with you. <laughs> so, But if you go to our, my website, LarryRosenthal.com, you'll see a video there on the front page that just sort of talks about how a financial plan works and looks and is constructed and how it's updated you know, every night with, with uh, values and things like that. So, hey, lots of stuff in the press this week uh, as well about Roth conversions again. Um, you know, people are taking a look at, at where the market is this year. You know, the market's kind of flat. Uh, should we convert to Roth? And, and just some of the, the fringe questions so that you don't, you know, hurt yourself for a little bit is on, on Roth conversions, a lot of people are under the impression for some reason, and I don't know why, but they're under the impression that it's an all or none deal. Like if you've got $500,000 in an IRA, that you have to convert all 500000 of it. And that's not true at all. You can convert 100000 You can convert $25. You can convert 25000 You don't have to convert all of it. Okay. And a lot of people are walking around with, you know, misinformation on that. And and it used to be that that before this this tax law change that you could have a recharacterization period. In other words, you you would be able to convert your uh, a part or all of your traditional IRA to a Roth, and if you filed an extension the following year, then you could recharacterize it back and make the conversion go away. You had you had until October fifteenth of the following year to do that. 
if you didn't like the way the investments were playing out or if you didn't have the cash flow to, to, to pay the taxes on it. The, re, the recharacterization provision has gone away with the new Tax Reform Act of 2017, so you can't do that. So, so this is bringing up another question for a lot of people that I hear about is, when you make your Roth conversion, so if you're going to convert a traditional IRA, let's suppose that you have $500,000 again in traditional IRA, and you're saying, hey, you know what, I want to convert, let's say, 100000 of it. Should you take that 100000 of it and put it maybe into four different IRAs, four different Roth IRAs? Maybe you're going to invest one in small company stocks, one in large company, one in individual, one in uh, international, and one in bonds. That way it used to be before the tax change that if maybe the small cap stocks didn't do well and the large cap did well, you could recharacterize just the small cap and make that portion go away like it never happened before. You don't need to do that anymore since that recharacterization provision has changed. It's basically been deleted. You don't have to do that anymore. So you don't need to convert into multiple accounts anymore uh, the, the way a lot of people thought that you have to. So so that was, that was a big change there. So, you know, at the end of the day, still, you're talking about tax allocation strategies. How much money have you saved? Stop and think about this. How much money have you saved? Get that number in your mind. And then of that number, how much money have you paid taxes on? Or how much of that money has never been taxed? Because most people have saved the majority of their money in retirement plans. And that's great. I'm a big fan of that. But at the end of the day, still, you have to remember, you know, kind of like the bottom line here is when you go to pull money out in your retirement plans, if you've never paid tax on any of that money, then you're going to have a tax bill during retirement. So talking about tax allocation strategies, maybe you want to look at having some money on the Roth side of the ledger especially since taxes have gone down this year from an income standpoint. Now, each person's tax return is going to have to be a little, you know, it's going to definitely be a little different depending on if you itemize and how much you do and and all that kind of stuff. So for some people, you might be better to do the Roth uh, this year than the coming years until the taxes go back up again. So, you know, timing is important here, too, right, when you open your Roths and all that. It is. It is. So so keep a focus on on your tax allocation strategy because most people that I talk to who are retired say, boy, I wish I had all my money in Roth now, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, so again, you want to have some money on the tax Roth on the Roth side while it's growing and some money on the pre-tax side while it's growing. And and also, you know, in full disclosure here, as we always do, and I tell lots of clients this, if I marched 100 financial advisors in into the studio right now from around the country, the first third are going to say, no, always put all your money pre-tax. The second third are going to say, no, put all your money post-tax on the Roth side. And I'm in the middle. I like money on both I, I, both sides. I believe that you need to have a current tax deduction today but at the same on the pre-tax side. But at the same time, I also want people to have tax-free money down the road in their retirement years. You know, I mean, when those RMDs at age 70 and a half, those required minimum distributions kick in, Chris, a lot of people, you know, aren't happy about having to pay taxes tax on bill, money yeah. that they don't need. Yeah, yeah, exactly correct. So, hey, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. I'm Larry Rose. I'm listening to Making Money Sense. We'll be back in a moment.
You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. Remember those kids that you keep your kids away from? Those kids that society doesn't seem to know what to do with? That kid you saw on the street corner last week? Remember that kid that, well, you feel sorry for? The dropout, the pregnant teen, the drug addict. Those are the kids that Youth for Tomorrow wants to reach. And Youth for Tomorrow has reached nearly 800 children since opening its doors in 1986. That's 800 young men and women helped to become responsible and effective members of society. The founder and chairman of Youth for Tomorrow, former Washington Redskins coach and current NASCAR team owner Joe Gibbs, says if we don't do what we can to influence our young people, there are plenty of others who will in the wrong direction. For more information about Youth for Tomorrow, call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. You can help turn a negative into a positive. Call 703-368-7995 or go to youthfortomorrow.org. Housing prices and interest rates have started to move up. This may be your last chance to take advantage of low rates and housing bargains. If you're considering purchasing a home within the next year, you need to call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage First to take advantage of his Loan First program. This can give you a winning bid over the competition, even when you come up against cash offers. The Loan First program will have you fully pre-approved so that you understand all aspects of your loan before you start looking for your dream home. Buy in confidence when you have your Loan First certificate, which shows the seller your loan is already pre-approved and they can avoid any unnecessary negative surprises at settlement. Troy's been helping homeowners for over 20 years in the D.C. metro area, and he and his team are ready to help you. Call him today at 571-490-7117. That's 571-490-7117 for your Loan First pre-approved certificate, 571-490-7117, or simply visit his website at anyhomeloans.com. Remember, you want control when you're making an offer on a home. Get your loan first certificate. Call Troy Turow at McLean Mortgage, 571-490-7117. Troy Turow and McLean Mortgage Corporations in MLS number 5618 and 99665. You're listening to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. And if you'd like to dial in, here's your phone number. We have some lines available for you, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123, to talk to our financial planner in studio, Larry Rosenthal. Larry? Good morning, Spencer. How are you today? Oh, all right. Just a little confused here, but always good, good information from your program. It's my first time calling in. I appreciate that. How can I help you, sir? Okay, I was telling the gentleman, I was planning on retiring June 2019. I'm 62. So June 2019, I'd be uh, 63 and, and a half. And um, had two major surgeries. One was planned in January. It was a spinal fusion. And then uh, May the 20th, I took very sick. was in the hospital 17 days. Just came home Wednesday. And I'm ready to go from short-term disability, which was paying me six uh, um, six months at, at – uh, 100 percent i'm going to go to long-term disability which is which cuts me to um, 60 percent of my pay and then you got to claim the ta- the state taxes and the federal tax and all like that which i'm gonna call my tax man about that because i'm not clear on all that but um i'm also trying to look into about uh because of some of the disability 
the rehab that I'm in, uh, rehabilitation therapy, um, about Social Security disability. So I'm kind of like really, I, I don't, I'm really confused. I don't know which way I really should go here now because this was really just a surprise here three weeks ago with this, with my lungs and the pneumonia and the infection and all. Well, Spencer, I certainly hope that you get uh, you get well again. Okay, definitely, yeah, and 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 getting back in the into the game. Now, so so is your question: Are you gonna are you gonna be eligible for Social Security disability, or is your question going to be you know about the taxes on your current long term disability? Let, 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 well, let's see what the, the taxes on the, on the state and the federal on the. Um, Long term, because I was like, why don't you guys just take this out like you did with the short term? They said they don't have that that agreement with my company. Yeah, so, so probably on the for, the the way that works is probably on the short term disability you were paying for it, right. but on the long term disability your employer may be paying for it, and therefore it becomes taxable to you should you go on claim with it. That's how that works. Okay, so so that's that's what the deal is there. Um, so really what you need to do is just, is, you know, talk to your doctor and find out the probability of getting back to work, uh, if, if you're going to go back to work or if you're just going to retire, but you want to go, go, uh, uh, take a look at, at, uh, what your disability, I'm sorry, what your social security benefits will be anyway on your estimate. Um, how do they, how do they estimate that? Somebody said they got to look at the last 10 years gross and divide it or- some kind nope. of formula is that that the way calculated? Nope, it's a lifetime earning average. They're, they're going to look at the last thirty years. Yep. That, that, right. Yeah, I've been on my job thirty nine years. Good it's for you. 40th, yeah, I'm just starting my fortieth year on the job. Now here's another thing about. I don't want to be over anxious. Here's another thing about what you just said about um, the the, the long term disability. See, I'm supposed to go back July the eighth. But since this thing happened with my lungs, I'm not going to be able to, and my hand, I had to stop the occupational therapy. I might only need the long-term disability for maybe two months, three at the most, and then I might be well enough to go back to work and then still retire next June. Would that make any difference on my choices? No, not really. I mean, it sounds like to me you want to get back to work, which is a good thing. And that's the purpose of the disability insurance there is to bridge you to be able to get back there. So perhaps your short-term disability will kick in again. If not, then you can go on long-term disability. But talk to your benefits coordinator at your job, and then he or she can sort of give you guidance on how, on how that program is going to work. The short-term is good till July the 8th. Then the long-term starts. So I'm thinking okay, I might so then, long-term for like three months. Then take the long term for three months, and if you're able to go back to work, then 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 go for it, and then the long term will cut off. Good, but do you yep. think uh, Social Security disability would benefit me at this time? And just say, forget it. I had enough after 39 years, and it doesn't sound like to me that you're going to qualify for Social Security disability benefit. You might qualify okay. for your regular Social Security. Yes. Okay. Why okay. not Social Security disability because of I really have limited use of my left hand now because of the spinal surgery. So, well, I didn't know that. So, so you'll have to 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 get Social Security disability benefit. Um, you need to talk to them about what your health conditions are and things like that. So, I, I'm not aware of, of what they are. So that's why I didn't right. didn't know. 
So, okay. so that's that's the way you have to sort of break that down. And if you like, I'll, I'll be happy to put you on hold and, and get some information. We can have somebody give you a ring and, and help you out to figure out what your great, cash flow great, would look like. Great. Okay. Thank all right, you. Spencer. Let me put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. Best of uh, luck to you, sir. Appreciate the program and all the health information. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. You listen to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Go ahead and dial us up at eight five five Rose one two three. That's eight five five. Seven six seven three one two three. With any of your financial planning or investment related questions, you want to talk about Social Security, talk about the economy, whatever it is, Roth conversions, whatever it is. Let's go ahead and welcome Fred on the line. Good morning, Fred. How are you today? Hey, fine, Larry. Um, I hope I can make this question that's in my mind uh, come out correctly. I just got approved for my uh, veteran's disability of thirty three hundred dollars a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was drawing Social Security, okay, at age 62 for three months, three to four months. Um, I, my question is, um, can I, or is it wise for me to pay that $4,000 of, Social, of um, Social Security money back into the fund because I'm not at the um, full retirement age, which is uh, 66 and a half? In order to get uh, $1,300, um, you know, from age 66, right now I'm only getting a, a, a thousand, just a little over a thousand. So I would pick up $350, and I would still be having my uh, government uh, income of $3,300 a month, which is uh, tax-free. And from what I understand, it I, I could still work. That's so, Fred, how long? How many months have you been taking the the Social Security? Uh, going on four months. Yeah, you can pay it back as long as you do it within the first twelve months of initiating it. So, uh-huh. so that could be a good strategy for you if you don't need it. And how old are you right now? Uh, just uh, sixty-two in a few months. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can let that climb to your normal retirement age. Again, it, it, it all breaks down to what cash flow is. If, if, you, if you need it, then probably take it. If you don't need it, then you can turn it back and let it build to your normal retirement age and then take it from there. It, it just depends on your, your cash flow. So, so the question is, is, is uh, 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 correct in the way you're, you're presenting it. The, uh-huh. the answer, it needs to be a little bit... Uh, we need to dive down a little bit more into your cash flow on things, but on the surface, I would say it sounds it sounds okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Can I just add one more thing? It, it's only because when I got the disability from the VA back, it, and from what I understand, um, it's it's money that uh, based upon a disability of my physical, um, you know, of my body. But yep. I could still work. They say I could still work. You know, even though I'm getting this money every month, I can still work because of this type of disability that they gave me, or some something like that, Larry. I, yes, I, sir. I, I understand. Together. Yep, I, I've I've seen this before. So, so the 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 answer to your question is, you know, I I would need to run this in a cash flow retirement plan report to to tell you. Okay. But on the surface, it sounds it sounds very well thought out. It sounds logical to me. Uh, if you like, I'll, I'll be happy to have someone reach out to you, and, and we can drop it into some cash flow analysis for you and, and maybe look at it in some different lights for you before you make your final yeah, decision. Yeah, that'll be fine. I'll, yeah, I'll, I, that'll be fine. I'd give the information when you – you can put me on hold. I'll, 
give your yep, people I'll put the you on hold and then and then we'll have someone reach out to you next week. Okay, Fred. Okay, Larry. Thanks, Appreciate sir. it. Have a great weekend. Yep, absolutely. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. So we're, there's you know different investments out there, Chris, different uh, uh, you know assets and, and all kinds of things to invest in. I wanted to talk, talk a little bit today about something called smart beta. You ever heard of this term? I haven't. Smart beta. beta. Yes, smart beta. So hmm. if you bought... Sounds like a fraternity or a sorority. <laughs> there you go. So if you were to go out and buy, a, let's say, an S&P 500 index fund, it's going to be, you know, the, 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 the index is going to be based off of the market capitalization. Okay? So whichever fund's the biggest is, might, might get the most of the money. Versus having an index fund that's equally weighted, the same amount of money in all 500 stocks, right? So the the purpose of smart beta is to say, hey, you know what? We want to try and beat the market. So there's what we call factor-based funds out there now, factor-based ETFs. Because it used to be, again, you're just buying the whole index. But but why buy the whole index when you can say, you know what? I want to look at this uh, – multi-factor or low volatility or equal weight or whatever it is. So so some ETFs are coming out now with with uh, value orientation instead of market cap weight. Some are coming out with dividends. So, so all these different ETFs now are calling themselves smart beta ETFs. Which basically means that they're 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 trying to outperform the, the broader market, which is a good thing, right? But they're doing it by having slants or tilts into or biases into how they're building the stocks and or bond or mainly stocks in these ETFs. And you have to really draw deep, deep you know, have to really dive d- deep down and, and sort of take a look at it. So, so you know, to, to summarize it, when you're buying a, an ETF, you need to ask now, is this a smart beta ETF? Is it a market cap weight? Is it an equally weight? We'll pick more of this up in a moment. Let me go ahead and bring Beth on the line. Good morning, Beth. How are you today? Good morning. Um, I, I just had a question. I'm 49. I've never invested anything, but I want to start investing. Where would I start and how would I go about starting to invest for retirement and to be able to have a, a, an investment later? First thing I would do, Beth, is is take a look at how much you have saved up in the bank. Do you have enough money saved up in the bank for emergencies, maybe two, three, five months worth of living expenses? That's the first place that I would put money, okay? Then after okay. that, I would look to get a broad-based mutual fund, maybe one that, that, that has – sort of a balanced mixture, maybe 70 or 80% on stocks and 20 or 30% on bonds. So it's just sort of an, an average type of a mutual fund out there. Nothing fancy, but something very, very simple. And, and then start putting money into it each and every month. That's the way that I would go about doing it. But first, build your cash reserves up in the bank. Okay. Okay. All right, thank you so much. Absolutely, Beth. I'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit, and that can help you get started with some ideas as well. That'd be great. 
Okay, let me put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. So, so, you know, getting back to these to the to the different types of products that the industry's coming out with now, Chris, you know, talking about shifting weights here and there. There, there were, there were uh, uh, in, in 2017, middle of 2017, there was about 650 U.S. domestic, what they call smart beta ETFs, with a, with a little over $621 billion of money inside of them. And they have all different categories to them. You know, I, I, I know ETF shops that, that, that have slants and tilts this way or that way. You know, so the key point is that not all ETFs anymore that say, hey, we're an S&P 500 type of an ETF are going to be made up the same way, which is kind of good, but kind of surprising when you're not ready for it. Because if you're getting one that has, you know, sort of an equal weight versus one that has a dividend weight attached to it, you could have different results for being invested in the same asset category. So so pay attention to this. You know, I, I know right now that, that tech, a lot of your big box tech, has been driving the market performance the last year and a half. Everybody knows that. So when you stop and you take a look at this, what about an ETF that has an equal weighting position so you don't have so much money in tech these days because everything else that you own is is there? So, so good ways to diversify yourself by looking at a smart beta or a factor-based type of an ETF. Just understanding what you own uh, is is ninety percent of the battle right there because you 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 don't want to get too much overlap behind the scenes. So very important. If you want to get information on on factor-based funds or factor-based ETFs, then give us a ring eight five five Rose one two three, or simply go to my website LarryRosenthal.com. Be more than happy to send you out some information. Let's welcome Francis on the line. Good morning, Francis. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you? Well, I just have a question. My husband um, was really sick with prostate cancer about a, a year ago, and we ended up getting into some financial debt, um, like. $20,000 worth of debt of, and credit cards, and we decided to go with a, a debt relief program, and they have done really good for us, believe it or not. They've saved us, saved us loads of money, but one in particular, once I'm being bought to court, basically, and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should pay them because we owe them $7,000. Well, Francis, I'm sorry to hear about your husband, and I hope that he's doing better, okay? Um, he is doing better. Thank you. Well, that's good. Praise the Lord. So oh, I, I think you need to hire an attorney to 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 figure this out. Uh, okay, so the debt relief program has an attorney that is working for me, but we've given them an offer of $4,500, but they want the whole 7000 So I'm wondering, should we try to get the 7000 together so I don't have to go to court? I really don't want to go to court. So the answer is yes. You owe 7000 Yes. Okay. okay. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking that I should go ahead and pay the $7,000. I don't have the $7,000, but... You know, I will try to get it because I do not want to go to court and be sued, you know? I I understand. I understand. Well, maybe you can work something out through the 
loan through the debt consolidation people to put you on a payment type of a program. So. Well, they offered them that. They offered them um, $4,500 and $187 a month, but they did not accept it. Hmm. Yep, you're just going to have to deal with that. Let me let me put you on hold here real quick. I've got music in my ear, so i got to close out the show, and I'll pick you up in, in a moment after we get off the air, okay? Just one moment. So we'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Uh, if you have any questions during the week, feel free to send me an email at, at my website. Go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, or simply give us a call, 855-ROSE-123, during the week. So for Bob in the back, Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Hey, congrats to the Caps again. Yeah. Rock the red, baby. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Have a good week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here. Here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. Salemnow.com.